Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, a CME podcast series where each week we translate today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. I'm Dr. Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Chan Medical School and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult. Be sure to follow the link in the description after today's episode for more information about today's article and to claim CME credit. This podcast is brought to you by PrimeMed. Hannah is a 26-year-old mother of two. She is here with her youngest child for his one-year checkup. Her son was recently hospitalized for bronchiolitis, and she tells you she's pregnant again. She's about 12 weeks along. Hannah tells you that she's concerned that her next child might get sick just like her baby and is worried. Hannah hears the ads for the RSV vaccine for older adults and asks you if there is any way to prevent RSV in younger children. Hi, this is Frank Domino. Joining me this morning is Dr. Alan Ehrlich, Associate Professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the UMass Chan Medical School and Executive Editor of Dynamed. Alan, RSV couldn't be in the news more than it is right now. Thanks for for helping identify this topic. Thanks for having me on this morning, Frank. So why don't we start at the beginning? This child just had bronchiolitis. Remind us about RSV. So RSV and bronchiolitis uh, go together very closely. Bronchiolitis is a viral respiratory infection usually caused by RSV and is characterized by upper respiratory prodrome, uh, typically followed by some wheezing and increased respiratory effort. Uh, Typically, it affects kids less than two years old. There can be fever and other uh, symptoms with it, and it typically occurs uh, during the winter time. The the peak season for RSV is October through March. The treatment for it is primarily supportive, ensuring adequate hydration and using supplemental oxygen if the pulse ox is less than 90%. And if infants are sick enough, they may need to be hospitalized for uh, adequate respiratory uh, support. Uh, I mentioned RSV is consider- the season is typically October through March, but that does vary. Uh, certainly, in places like Alaska or in tropical regions, it may be different. And so, you know, listeners should uh, be familiar with what is applicable in their local areas. Okay, that makes good sense, and it's nice to have a refresher on RSV. Um, can the RS vaccine prevent respiratory syncytial virus infections in infants? So the RSV vaccine is not approved for use in infants and children. Uh, you know, there was a recent episode of, frankly speaking, with uh, Dr. Baldor where the two of you were talking, and uh, you went over the use of the RSV vaccine to prevent infection in older adults. Uh, what's new from when that was, uh, when, when you had that uh, podcast, is that the CDC has now given guidance recommends a single dose of RSV vaccine for a women who are pregnant at 32 to 36 weeks gestation if that's occurring during September through January. And this is to prevent serious RSV infections in the infant postnatally. Uh, this is an FDA-approved indication. Again, it's for the purpose of protecting infants up to when they would be about six months old or so. This is based on the Matisse trial, which was published in the New England Journal uh, recently. That was a randomized controlled trial, enrolled 7,400 expectant mothers and subsequently a little over 7,100 infants who were born. And they were followed from birth for about one to two years. After six months, 
in the, in the group that had received the vaccine, there were 19 cases of severe RSV compared with 62 in the group that did not get the vaccination. When they looked at any RSV infection that required medical attention, there were 57 cases in the vaccination group compared to 117 with placebo. So not as much uh, benefit there, but what we care most about is the severe infections. Regarding adverse events that were reported, they were comparable in both mothers and babies. And it's worth noting uh, that it's considered to require at least 14 days from vaccination for the development of antibodies and the transplacental transfer to, to, in order to protect the infant. Okay. All right. So the RSV vaccine is indicated for pregnant women, and it takes a, a bit of time before she can build an immune response to the vaccine and then have that be delivered to the, to the fetus. What if the mother doesn't get vaccinated? What are the other options for preventing RSV? Well, for a long time, we had uh, palivizumab, which is a monoclonal antibody, and that was used for the prevention of RSV in infants who were at increased risk for severe disease. This includes infants at, who were born at less than 29 weeks gestation, those born less than 32 weeks gestation who had some type of chronic lung disease secondary to the prematurity, and infants less than uh, 12 months old with hemodynamically significant congenital heart disease. There were a few other groups uh, with severe cardiac or pulmonary disease, but those were the main categories. This was largely replaced recently by nirsevimab, and nirsevimab uh, is similar. It's also a monoclonal antibody, but it has the advantage of being just a one-time dose, whereas the palivizumab had to be a series of monthly injections. The CDC gave guidance that indicates nirsevimab should be given at the start of RSV season to all infants who are less than eight months old, regardless of gestational age at time of birth, unless the mother was given RSV vaccine at least two weeks before delivery. Infants and children eight to 19 months should be given it if they are at increased risk of severe RSV disease, regardless of whether there was vaccination during pregnancy or not. And the the definition of those who are at risk is similar to what we had been using previously that I mentioned just a minute ago. Okay, wow, that's that that's a very big change. Um, so Hannah's here, she's pregnant again. What should we be telling her? Well, we should be telling her that there are two ways of preventing RSV. And if she is near term during the time period, September through January, then the RSV vaccine would be ideal. If she's going to deliver during a different time or if she's unwilling to have the vaccine, I mean, we all know about problems with vaccine hesitancy that have been in the news lately. In that case, then her baby should be given nirsevimab at the start of the RSV season. Great, Alan. Um, wow, this is timely and very informative. Thanks so much for discussing the RSV vaccine in pregnancy and young children. Thanks, Frank. Practice pointer. The CDC now recommends giving a single dose of RSV vaccine for mothers at 32 to 36 weeks gestation during September through January to prevent serious RSV infection in infants postnatally. Join us next time when we discuss how to best evaluate and treat children with acute sinusitis. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. To claim CME credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, follow the link in the description. 
To stay up to date on the most recent clinical research and news, please subscribe to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine and be sure to check out primed.com for additional CME content.